Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. Can you guys hear me okay? I can't hear me. There you go. Amen. You guys ready for the Word? Well, I'm going to do a solo first. So is, is the T-Row place? I'm just joking. No. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Listen, you guys, we're going to hear from the Lord today. Amen. Amen. And uh, there's a word that I want to give to you guys. So please just buckle your seatbelts. I'm excited about what's happening here at the Building Christian Fellowship. Are you guys excited about what's happening? Are you excited? Here we grow. Okay, just a couple people understand that. Aquí crecemos. Here we grow. You guys understand that? Now, I don't know if you're growing or if you're not growing, but if you're in a place that you're not growing, it might not be your church's fault. It might be your fault. Amen? But I think it's wonderful to see how the church is growing stronger and healthier. Más fuerte y saludable. We're getting stronger. We're getting healthier as a church because you guys seen what happened in 2020. You see what's happening in churches and churches that thought they were churches are gone. But God sees fit in his sovereignty that he would not allow something bad to happen to his bride. You guys hear me? His bride. I don't care what everybody else is saying or what Discovery Channel is saying about whatever is going on or whatever documentaries are saying. I'm here to tell you that Christ loves his bride. And that bride isn't just a building. That bride is you. Amen. You are the church. Tu eres la iglesia. You are the church. Nosotros somos la iglesia. We are the church. You guys understand that? Because the church itself isn't just made of stucco, cinder block, and drywall. Because the church that Christ is coming back for is a a church that it has no blemish, no spot or no wrinkle. He isn't coming back for this. He's coming back for you. Do you guys understand this? So let's, let's not get into this mode of what we were before 2020 or 2020. Let's keep growing. Let's grow in the vision that God had for the church back in Acts. Amen. All right, don't you guys don't make me preach. Don't make it hard for me to preach today. Okay, this is all about discipleship. How do I say discipulado? Discipulado is about discipleship. So let's get into today's word. La semana pasada, we seen in Isaiah 56 and 7. Last, last week, we saw um, in Isaiah 56 through 7, it says this. <clears throat> Even them I will bring to my holy mountain. Let me just stop here real quick. Even them. Who's them? It's us. He said, even them. Not just his chosen people, but them. That them is us. 
He says, I'm going to bring us to a place, to a holy place, to a mountain, a place where his presence is going to be. And he says, I'm going to make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my stage. Yeah, did you guys read that? There's a lot of stages that are going on around there. A lot of people standing on stages. But as a man of God, as, as a priest, a, pr- a king, a priest, and a prophet, I'm not standing on a stage. I'm standing on the altar. And God said, I will accept your sacrifices, not at the stage, but at the altar. He actually told us, he said, listen, the fire of the altar should never go out. That fire is the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost meets us here at the altar of God, we have some sacrifices that we need to give. Come on. Some of us here got some problems. We got issues. We got emotional issues. We got all these things. And we come to the altar and we bring them to God. God says, "Come come to the altar. But I'm here to present something to you today is God doesn't want you giving your problems to him. He wants you to give you to him. Because if, you, if God can get all of you, he can take care of all your problems. You guys with me today? Because we're too busy trying to give our anxieties and our problems. And yes, God said, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Yes, he cares for you, but he wants you more than your problems. Because what we have a tendency to do is give God our problems and we go out and make even more problems. He said their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. Do you guys realize that burnt offerings is a, a, a burnt offerings is a sign of prayer? So when you, when you come before the Lord, when you come before the altar, and whether it's an altar in, the, in a church or there's an altar at your home or the altar in your heart, then when you begin to set forth your prayers to God, it's a sweet-smelling savor unto his nostrils. He, he smells that. It, he, he likes to hear your prayers, and he'll receive them. He said, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations all colors, all people. It's the house of prayer. You hear that term house of prayer in three of the gospels. Jesus refers to his house. He said, listen, my house shall be known as a house of prayer. Not a house of prosperity, not a house of preaching, not a house of this or any of that. He said, my house shall be known as a house of prayer. Watch this. Not just the building, but the building. You guys, prayer, what we learned last week, prayer is twofold. Prayer, we have prayers that are individual, individual prayers. Matthew 6 and 6 says this, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who sees us in secret, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. So there are prayers that we pray that aren't out. There are prayers that you guys pray to sometimes, even around your family, you just need to get away from people. That's why people are always talking about going into your prayer closet. 
and shut the door because there's an intimate time with God that he wants to get with you, a, 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 a close the door moment, a, a time when you want to take your clothes off per se to get naked before God. And what is that being, being naked? It's not all about clothes. It's about showing yourself to God so that he can see that vulnerability before God. This happens in prayer. Also, we know, know about prayer. The other uh, twofold part of prayer is praying corporately. James 5 and 16 says this. This is corporate prayer. This is prayer when we all get together like we do on Tuesday nights. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is working. This is when people come together and pray. People say, well, two or three are gathered in the midst. Of, guess what? God will be there with them. James 5 and 14 and 15 says, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of, the, of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. This is corporate prayer, corporate prayer. We have individual prayer and we have corporate prayer. But if you can't pray individually, you are never going to pray corporately. If you show up here on Tuesday night and the only time you pray is when people are praying and you're sitting there quiet. Listen, I'm not, try I'm not trying to, to say anything bad, but I'm trying to get you into a place. God said, I want my house to be known as a house of prayer. Chick-fil-A is known for what? Chicken. And God said, I want my house to be known as a house of prayer. Not just these, not just these walls, but you. When you're at home, when you're by yourself, when you're in your prayer closet, or when we come together, God says, I want my people to be known as a house of prayer. But if you're just praying when, when people come together and you're not participating, either one corporately or you're doing it individually, what are you being then? No matter what method or what matter what location, we should be known as a house of prayer. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because God commanded it. Most people here pray when it's convenient. You ain't even got to look at anybody. We pray when it's convenient. Sometimes we, we don't pray because we're busy. Amen. And you get up because, of course, everybody gets up as soon as their alarm goes off, right? Nobody hits snooze. Yeah, you just might as well come up to the altar now. We're trying to hurry up because sleep is more important to us than prayer. Sometimes we only pray when there's nothing else to do. It's like, I'm going to pray because I have nothing else to do. I, I, I've done everything. Now prayer is the last resort. Sometimes prayer is just a last resort instead of a first thought. So last week, we learned why prayer is so important to Christians. Number one, 
we learn prayer is an act of obedience. You know why we pray? Because that's what God told us to do. It's an act of obedience, you guys. God wants you to be obedient. He just told you to do it, then do it. Also, number two, prayer is a solution. In Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says, Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. He will tell you. Why? There's solutions. There's answers for your problems if you will just start praying. It's that easy. Number three, prayer is communicating. Just to help you guys out, I don't know if I said this last week, but I'm going to say it now. Communication requires at least two people. Come on. There's some people around here, man. Do you realize that God gave you two ears and one mouth? Which he is saying it's a spiritual law that it's twice as easy for you to hear than you speaking. In other words, start listening twice as much than you speak. And that happen when we pray? We're communicating. No, we're not communicating. We're just talking and we're not hearing. There has to be a communication. Two people exchanging information, one from the other. And generally, if we need to know something, it shouldn't be from your own mouth. Maybe you just need to be quiet and listen. Prayer is how we make requests. When our desires line up with God's desires, guess what? Amazing things happen. It's James 4 and 2. It says, you don't know uh, what you want because you, don't, you haven't asked God for it. Number five, prayer is a form of service. Philippians 2, 3, 4 says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Listen, in order to serve God, you got to serve God's people. So what you need to learn how to do is to pray for people around you. Amen? The way way it happens, if you guys aren't married, you guys don't know this yet, do you realize in a marriage, it's a reciprocating process of a relationship? Uh, The husband doesn't have to worry about what he wants because he's too busy taking care of the wife. And the wife should be taking care of what her husband needs. So both of us are going back and forth. So that way, nobody's all about, well, I didn't get what I need. No, I'm too busy taking care of my wife, and she's too busy taking care of me. Amen. It's a form of service. So in the house of God, when I'm praying, I don't need to be praying for my needs. How about I need to pray for my brother's needs? There are people right now, and I said it last week, when I was in the hospital, not able to speak, there were people that were dying of cancer that weren't thinking about themselves, but they went to the throne room on my behalf and prayed for me. Man. Prayer is a form of service. Six, prayer is how we fight our battles. For the weapon of our warfares are not, our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through God. So many of us want to fight stuff. No, we fight on our knees. We fight with our, in our, on our knees in prayer, saints. James 4 and 7 says this, humble yourselves before God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do you guys realize that a lot of times we're too busy trying to resist stuff? We, we, you, we don't. Listen to what the scripture says. Humble yourself before God. Then resist. We want to try to resist. What we need to do is humble ourselves first. And then when I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says that he will raise you up in due season. And when he raises you up under his mighty hand, guess what? There's grace in that. And now that there's grace, now you have the strength to resist any enemy that comes against you. Number seven, we learn that prayer is evidence of a right relationship. When you're in right relationship with the Father, you can ask anything you want. It says, therefore, uh, the scripture uh, says, John 3, 1 John 3 and 1, it says, behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed, bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? We're in right relationship with him. So as I got about another hour and a half to finish, <laughs> today I want to continue on why prayer is so important and that God's house should be known as a house of prayer. Amen. Amen. So we're on number eight. Somebody hit your neighbor and say, wake up. A little folding of the hands, a little closing of the eyes, the scripture, you guys. Prayer is important because it's how we promote the kingdom of God. The greatest sacrifice and act of submission is when we lay our agendas down and pick up Christ's agenda. When we decide to be small so that he may be greater, God's territory will expand. This helps us preach the gospel to people, not about your agenda, but about Christ's agenda. I think it's in Luke chapter 9, 23 through 24. It says, if any of you want to be my follower, who wants to be a follower of Christ? He says, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you shall save it. How are we going to, how are we going to go out and, pray, and, and preach the gospel? if we don't start praying first. And when we start praying, we realize it's not about my will, it's about God's will, that we go out and we make disciples, amen, not converts, disciples. Do you guys know what the difference is? I will help you. Thank you, everybody, because I just want to show you the difference. When you go out fishing, you know guys go out and fish, and they'll catch a fish, and they'll bring the fish in. You with me? They bring the fish in. They hold up the fish. They take a picture so that they can show everybody the fish that they have. It's called catch and release. And they throw it out. And they'll go out and catch another one. They take a picture, and they throw them. But you guys catch, you weren't with one. These are professional fishermen. Sometimes they'll tag them. Because later on, they'll come and see if they're wherever they're at or they're located and see what they're doing. But fish do what they do. And when they stay in their environment, but what, 
is supposed to happen with the fishermen is you cast your net. When you cast your net, you bring in all kinds of fish. And when you bring in all kinds of fish, you're a fisherman, but guess what? There's a captain of the boat who brings that fish in and he cleans the fish. God called you to be a disciple maker and not, what do they call them? I, would, I don't even know what they call people that fish like that. Are they really fishermen? He called us. Listen, when you pray, God will tell you. It's not just about going out and telling people, you got to disciple them. <laughs> going out just telling people about Jesus ain't enough. He says, go out, make disciples of them, baptizing them in the name of, of, of the Father. And then you're supposed to go out and disciple, disciple. Jesus didn't just tell people about the kingdom of heaven. He made people walk with him and then set them free. You let the captain of the boat do the cleaning, not you doing the catch and releasing. Prayer is important because it's how we become wiser, but stronger, better. Come on, T, you're supposed to come up and start tinkling at Prayer is important because this is how we get wiser. Listen, you know there's a saying that says, the more you know, it's not just a line in a commercial. It's a broader concept about spiritual living. The more you know, the better prepared you are. The more you know, the more equipped you are to make decisions. The more you know, the more qualified you are to explain. The more you know, the more you can connect. The more you know, the better you will discern. The more you know, the more adept you are at defending the gospel. <laughs> First Kings 3 and 9 says, Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. That was Solomon. Also in James 1 and 5, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. So many people want to be wise and you're reading all these books of all these people about wise, wise quotes and wise this. Why don't we just ask God in prayer? God, I want to know more. He's going, good, I want you to know me more. You're like, well, God, I want to know you more. He's like, listen, it's not going to fly through the air Get in on your knees in prayer and get into my word. Prayer is necessary if you want to know more. Prayer is also important because it is how we gain power and confidence. Look, doubt, chaos, and confusion are works of the enemy. He'll do anything to cloud your judgment, clutter your thoughts, and keep you guessing. Sounds like the media right now. Prayer is necessary for building power and confidence. You'll find your heavenly father standing on level ground. He does not waver. He does not falter. He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can bank on God. He's the one that gives us power. Paul said to the church of Ephesus in uh, 
Ephesians 1, 19 through 20, it says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And we know the scripture very well. Listen, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Too many Christians are running around timid. We're not confident in the God that we have. I know people sitting there, you know, they have asked me about my heart transplant. And it's the number one question. People look at me and they're like, man, are you afraid? Are you scared? And about three years ago, I had a journey that started me to being set free from fear. I'm not afraid about that heart transplant. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of dying. The only thing I'm worried about is not seeing my kids for three months or you guys. That's kind of a fear, but it's the power of God. God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but of power. What is that power? It's the Holy Ghost power that I can stand strong, that I'm not timid in the face of fear. I'm not scared about what's going to happen. I know my future. Do you guys hear me? There's some people in here right now that I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what's going on in your life, but God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you power. He's given you love. And what is love? It's him. God is love. And a sound mind. If I'm worried about what's going to happen to me, there's no peace. And when there's no peace, guess what? He's the missing piece. Number 11. Prayer is important because it's Therapeutic. When you feel like your world is spinning out of control, when the storms hit, and they will, when you're taken over by worry, when sickness and fatigue strike, come on, somebody. Let prayer be your stability, your calm, and your tranquility you will find rest and recovery at the feet of Jesus. As I was preparing for this, and and I'll read the scripture, but the first thing I thought was when the woman with the issue of blood, they talk about her touching the hem of his garment. But I always seen this picture of her going through the press. You guys know what the press is. You know what a press is? A press is a bunch of people. And she had to get low. She had to get low to to get to Jesus. And she had to push through the crowd and the naysayers and the people. And as she got there, she got to the feet of Jesus. She touched the hem of his garment, which if you look at it, it was by his feet. And it was at his feet was where she found healing. It was at his feet where she found rest. It was at her feet where she found salvation. It was at her, at Jesus' feet 
is where we need to be. When things are going crazy in our lives, when things don't look right, when I need a breakthrough, I don't need it. Listen, don't get me wrong. I believe in therapy. I believe in talking about it. But guess what? I want to talk to my God about it first. I want to talk to Jesus. I want to get to his feet. And when I'm done, then I'm going to have the peace to come talk about it to a therapist. I believe in therapists. Don't get me wrong. I've got a few of them. I got some good ones. But I still need to get at the feet of Jesus. And when I get to the feet of Jesus, when I'm there, when I'm, I'm sitting there, he'll be able to explain to me some of the things that I'm going through. He'll, he'll break up the fallow ground of my heart so that I can go to a therapist and learn how to talk about it and work some of this stuff out. Prayer is therapeutic. Psalms 41 and 4 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. Listen to this. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me. You know what that means? He heard my prayers. He drew me up from the pit of destruction. Do you know what? Do you know that Despair and depression is a pit. I wish I had a witness. Fear is a pit. God said he drew me out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog and set me upon a rock. I feel like preaching right now. He placed my feet upon a rock. Do you guys understand that when, when, when Moses came and said, God, show me your glory. Mm, I, somebody, he said, God, show me your glory. And God said, no, you can't see my glory and live, but I will put you on a cleft of a rock and I will hide you in a rock. Because <laughs> Jesus is the rock. I stand upon the rock of Jesus Christ. I'm hid in Christ because he is the rock. He picked me up and put me in this rock and I'm hid in Christ because when I'm hid in Christ, nothing can phase me. Nothing can change me because I'm hid in Christ. I belong to Christ. Nothing by any means shall harm me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He picked me up. From out of a miry pick, a miry bog, and set my feet upon the rock. And he made my steps secure. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm. There comes a time that things in your life will be shaken. But the scripture here says, David said, that he picked me up and placed me upon the rock. And he said, he made my steps secure. You know, sometimes, even though things are moving, you can still and not fall. When the apostles were on the boat and they saw the contrary winds blowing and they were all afraid, Jesus was giving them an example of how to be when things are being shaken. 
He showed them what peace was like. Even though the boat was still in the storm, he showed them how to stand. Even though your foundation of your, of, of your world is moving, Jesus is the foundation, but everything else may be moving, but I shall not be shaken. <laughs> And once he sets your feet down, watch this. He put a new song in my mouth. <laughs> he put a new song in my mouth. Not the song, you know, uh, Tira's up here and then she sings and the, and the, and the worship song, uh, people up here sing and they're great, it's good. But you know what? Sometimes God will give you a new song. A song that people can't write. It, it may not even rhyme, but, but it's your song. <laughs> It's a song that God has given you from your heart, a heart of cheerfulness and gratefulness. And you just start to sing like, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you begin to be able to say things in, in different languages sometimes and just say different things. You, you don't know what it is. I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. But I know out of the heart of gratefulness that God will birth in me a new song. And I'll begin to sing that song. People don't understand it, but guess what? I understand it, and it is a sacrifice unto the Lord, and he loves it. He takes that smell. It's a sweet-smelling savor unto his nostrils. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not turn to be proud. Prayer is therapeutic. This is my last one. Tira, come on up. I promise you. I didn't even mean to go this long. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I need you guys to listen to this very carefully. Prayer is important. It's because it's it, prayer is important because it's how we cast out demons in our own lives. Can I say that again? Prayer is important because it's how we cast out demons in our own lives. Not you just running around laying hands on people and casting a demon out. What about the demons you're dealing with? We're talking about praying. Do you, do you realize that when, when, the, when the, um, the Sadducees and Pharisees sat down and talked about Jesus, and they were like, how's the, how's the, how's the demon casting out a demon out of somebody else? That, that, you know, they were saying that about Jesus, but Jesus is like, no, that didn't happen. But, but I'm just trying to give an example. There's people running around here trying to cast demons out of other people when they got demons in themselves. Almost kind of like when, when Jesus said, listen, don't, don't look at your brother who got a stick in his eye and you got a big old board coming out of your eye. Why don't you go deal with the board that's in your own eye, then come back and help somebody with their own thing. We are dealing with stuff right now in our lives. I ain't got time to tell you guys stuff. I ain't got time to teach it. I ain't got time to, but I'm going to tell you guys something. People will tell you, well, we're Christians. We can't, we can't be uh, possessed or oppressed by demons. Unclean spirits. 
Well, yeah, Jesus lives in your heart. You have your spirit man, you have your soul man, your emotions, your will, and then you have your physical body. There's some things in our lives that God set us free from, and that's in your heart. But what about the emotional damage you're dealing with? Emotional damage. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's stuff that's happened to you in your life that you still haven't told nobody. And you deal with that. You don't even know why you deal with that. You're wondering why you can't even stay in relationships with people. Because something has happened to you. You need to learn to pray and ask the Father, what is in me? Show me what's going on in my heart. And as God reveals it to you, God will let you, he'll, he'll, he'll let, you, let you start working on that thing in your soul. That thing that's in your emotions. You say, God, I'm trying to get these demons out of my head, these, these thoughts, stuff that, that I'm dealing with. I can only find this out through prayer. We're too busy running around telling, trying to tell people and, and get therapy. But when have we got before the Father, before the feet of God, and said, God, show me, and start casting demons out of our own lives? Have you guys ever had rats in your house before? Mice? What we call the exterminator, right? Right? If you add roaches, you want to get the roaches out. But you know what the problem is? The rats will leave, the roaches will leave, but we still have the garbage that they're after. There's still garbage in our lives. We got to get that garbage out. Because you know what? Once the rats leave, they're waiting to get... They're trying to like, wait right now. Just wait for you to open up the door. They're waiting for, for stuff that you left, and they're coming back for the garbage. And when they come back, they're coming back with more rats. That's what the scripture says. When they leave, you got to fill that house back up with God, the stuff that's going, man. But guess what? If you leave that house empty, you leave that trash that's in there, it says it's going to come back with even more spirits, more wicked than itself. We got to get on our knees in prayer to get rid of these things in our lives. I'm looking at you guys like, man, what is this dude talking about? I'm talking about deliverance. But how are you going to be delivered if you never pray about it? Saints of God, be careful what you allow in your lives. Pay attention to the doors you open. What seems like innocent fun could just be how the enemy slips in and creates strongholds in your life. You didn't even know what was happening until you go, I can't help myself. Watch this. Ouija boards, palm reading, tarot cards, certain games that we play, zodiac signs. Prayer is necessary if you're going to rid yourself of these things that are in your life. The enemy smells, listen, he smells our tender spots. The unhealed hurts, 
the unforgiveness, and he uses them to tear us apart. But you can change that in prayer. Watch this. Jesus called the 12 apostles to him and gave them the authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every disease and illness. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were uh, uh, to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them the authority to cast out demons. You have the authority in you to cast out demons. Not just people around you, because right now I know you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I live with a demon right now. I, I lay hands. No, you have the authority to get those demons out of your life. And then once you got to deal with your stuff, now it's your time to help somebody next to you. Isaiah 57 and 7, it says, Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. You are the church. You are the house of prayer. And he says, their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. God wants us to be known as a house of prayer. He's given us a great gift to stay in communication with him. So I'm asking you guys, become known as a house of prayer, not just individually, but also corporately, so that we can see the power of God being manifested, not just in our lives, but in our cities, in our homes, and in our state. Amen? Amen. Amen. You guys stand to your feet. Praise God. If anybody here today, I'm just going to do this a little bit different. I don't know what you're in need of. Maybe you were pricked in your heart about something that you heard today. Uh, even maybe, maybe you're here today and you haven't given your, li your life to the Lord. I'm just going to ask you guys to come up front. Whatever it is you need of God, as I said at the beginning, God said that it's here that he will receive your sacrifices, here at the altar. If that's you, just come up front. Just, just come up front. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bitterness, strife, unforgiveness, if you're dealing with that, come to the altar. Lust, anger, wrath, come to the altar. That's if you want to get rid of it. Lying, come to the altar. Healing. Come to the altar.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to ask you what it is because God knows. You understand that? He said he will, he'll take whatever you're going to give to him. Whatever you've been, dealing, you've been dealing with. Maybe there's some unclean things in your life that are not like God. It's okay. That's fine. Because you know what? God is in the business of restoration. He will restore you. Praise God. Praise God. If you're here and, and, and maybe you have maybe you you want to get back in right relationship with God, He knows your heart. We'll pray about it, but I'm just trying to tell you, this is the kind of God we serve. He said, My house shall be known as a house of prayer for all nations, that it's here, right here, at his altar, where he will take your, your sacrifices. And there's no shame in it. There's no shame. Jesus bore the shame on the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God, for the gift of prayer. I thank you that today we come boldly before the throne room of grace to obtain grace and mercy in a time of need. You know every heart, every mind, everything that people are in need of that are here. Lord, and I thank you that you have already met every need according to your riches and glory. So, Lord, right now, I thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over everybody right now. Lord, I thank you that as we confess our faults right now to you, Lord, that you will make us whole. I thank you right now, Lord, that we come against any anger, any wrath, any unforgiveness, anything that's unclean that was put before our eyes. Lord, we pray right now. We cast these things out of our lives. Any manifestations of the flesh, they shall leave right now in the name of Jesus. Then, Lord, it is your spirit that gives us strength to walk with the fruits of the spirit. So we thank you for joy, for love, for peace. Lord, we thank you right now. Lord, I thank you also for those that are here today, Lord. They need wisdom. I thank you, Lord, that you are giving us wisdom. Lord, I thank you that we can release any unforgiveness that are in our hearts. Please make manifest the things in our hearts, Lord, the people that we need to forgive, the people that we need to let go of. Lord, even right now, the things that are in our bodies, the parts that are hurting, the places that are hurting us in our bodies right now, Lord, I cast out right now in the name of Jesus every unclean spirit, anything that is not like you, I cast you out right now in Jesus' name by the authority of Christ. Lord, I also thank you for those that are here, Lord, that have turned their back away from you, Lord, that I thank you that you said you would never leave them nor forsake them. I thank you it is your, by your spirit that you have drawn them back to you. I thank you also for discipleship, God. I thank you for men and women to go gather around your people. Lord, I thank you for every relationship, every marriage, that you are strengthening even during this that time, Lord. I thank you that you said in your word that the two shall become one. I thank you for oneness. Oneness. 
Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Once again, Lord, I thank you for strength. I thank you that we are uh, walking courageously. I thank you even right now, Lord, those that are not here physically but are here in our online community and watching, Lord, I thank you that we send the word of Jesus Christ and they are healed. You are healed. Mind, body, and spirit. We thank you for that. Continue to speak to us in the midnight hour, Lord. Give us dreams. Give us visions. Lord, you've already created our path. You have made our crooked path straight. We will continue to acknowledge you, that you will direct our path. So we thank you for that. We love you. We bless you, and we thank you. In the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Somebody says amen. 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 Somebody give God a praise in this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, we want to thank everybody for being here today. Thank you for another session of growth groups, another semester. Once again, if you guys want to be a part and, and lead a growth group, please stop by the Connections table and, and just let somebody know, I want to be a part of the growth group. I want to lead a growth group. And don't forget, please, see Alyssa and Craig. Oh, Alyssa and Dr. Craig. I'm sorry. Forgive me. You guys, make sure you give them a hug as they, uh, this is their, first, their last time here as they go on and do what God has called them to do. Praise God. Are all minds cleared? Amen. Amen. Will you guys go with God? God bless you.